Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Quinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. You are more creative than you think. In today's episode, your host, Quentin Cool, sits down with special guest Anna Montgomery so you can better understand how to discover your own creativity. For more than 12 years, Anna has helped small businesses, nonprofits, churches, and individuals reach their audiences more effectively through creative branding and communications. And she now leads her own team over at Anna Montgomery & Co. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Thanks for joining us. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Teen Pack podcast. I'm here with my friend, Anna Montgomery. Anna and I worked together um, for a number of years at Teen Pact and uh, still interact about a lot of different concepts related to leadership and creativity. And so I've asked her to join the podcast today. Anna, thanks so much for joining us. So glad to be here. So uh, you worked for Teen Pact in our communications team, also working as a state class field director. What are you doing now? So since Teen Pact, after, well, after I left Teen Pact, um, I actually went back to college to get my bachelor's in ministry leadership. And I thought I wanted to be a church communications director, went down that road, worked for a small church, um, and then had a moment where I was interviewing at a really amazing church in Chicago. And I realized, oh no, I want to do my own thing. And so I started a brand agency, Anna Montgomery & Co., very original, I know. And we work with nonprofits and small businesses. And our goal is to help um, mission-minded people, nonprofits, organizations move forward through creative and kind brands. And I love it. So we've been doing that for a couple of years now. I have a team of uh, nine that works with me, which is awesome. They're based all the way from Idaho to Maine, and we do everything from communications and marketing to brand strategy and web development. That's awesome. So um, I'll take that as a plug right now. If if you're listening to the Team Pack podcast and you need some creative strategy work, some vision, some branding, um, talk to Anna because she'd be a great resource for that. So Anna, the reason why I wanted to bring you on was because when I think about young people. Um, there's some young people who are uh, very self-confident and and aware of certain gifts or inclinations that they have, and and some people would you know even call themselves, especially on 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 social media, like I am a creative. And and what I what I've also realized though is that there's just as many young people who don't have that confidence and would be quick to say I am not creative. And I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that that was me. Um, I remember being hired as a 20-year-old into my role at Teen Pact. And the the gal who was uh, one of my leaders, Lydia Shanks, she told me, Quinn, you're so creative. And I was, nope, that's not me. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. The idea of um, coming up with something out of nothing, you know, that kind of innovative, creative spirit, I just... I felt like that was the furthest thing from what I was good at or actually did in my work. And so I kind of want to spend some time in this episode just thinking about the nature of creativity and and how we're actually a lot more creative than we think and, and how as young people we kind of discover that creativity. So you uh, were excellent, especially in your time at Teen Pact, and I'm sure this has continued in your work and ministry of identifying young people who were doing one thing, 
but you saw potential for them to do something even greater. And I'd love for you to maybe start there and just kind of talk about um, some of the potential that you see in young people that maybe they don't see in themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I think creativity is something we tend to think is like given to a few special people. And, you know, you we have that mindset where we look on social media or we have a friend and we're like, wow, they're just so talented. They're just so creative. And we've kind of turned creativity into this almost like the same thing as artistic and artistic and creativity are creative are two different things really at the end of the day. Creativity is a capacity that all of us are born with. It's kind of like how we're all born with the ability to love. We're all born with the capacity to be creative or the ability to be creative. The question is, is like, are we going to use it? And I think we tend to get into this place where we really see creativity as like an artistic expression of self. And really at the end of the day, creativity is taking what we like have in front of us and finding a way to see it anew or a way to solve it anew or a way to like address it in a new way, an ability to like see possibilities beyond what's in front of us. And I think that for so many of us, we don't equate that unless we are kind of considering it in the artistic realm. And so, you know, I, Quinn and I were talking just a few minutes ago when I was talking about just how I see creativity in him, where he's able to see things operationally at Team Pact and organize them and see possibilities and ways to improve. And even though, you know, a lot of times someone from the outside may say like, ah, oh, that's not really creativity. He's not using the paintbrush or he's not picking up a camera. That's still a sense of creativity. I mean, I, I have a sister who's a teacher. She it would never consider herself creative probably, but she is so creative in the way that she uses her ability to understand students to really shape and change the way she communicates to teach them regardless of their learning styles. Or you have someone maybe who is uh, a nurse or a doctor and they are um, using their creativity to quickly address issues. And so creativity is really just kind of seeing possibilities, recognizing that there's a new and a better way to solve them and using that passion to really do it. You know, yeah. So question there. I, I feel like a lot of people, as as we take on even the earliest jobs, like my, my first jobs in high school, I, I was working at a sandwich shop. I was working at a grocery store. I was working at a coffee shop. Um, each of those have... Uh, a job description that you're applying for. It's very clear what the expectations for your role are. Um, and I think it's maybe easy when you're taking on a new job to assume that, that it only can be done a certain way and therefore there's no room for creativity. Do you think that's true? Even, even in those sorts of roles, um, you know, if you're working for a Starbucks, which is this massive corporation with stores across the globe, um, it probably can feel like, oh, I just have to do it the Starbucks way, but isn't there a way to be creative in that kind of role too? And I don't know, could you kind of speak to, is it, is it that certain roles do confine you and you should just find something that, that helps you kind of discover that more, or is it that you're supposed to be creative in that, in that capacity? Yeah. That's a great question. And honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with the, we kind of associate creativity just with the production of something that is like artistic or a solution. And I think creativity really, like if you dial it back, it really is at some level an emotional and relational thing. Like creativity gets very tied up in our identity. Like anytime you create something, you're putting a little piece of your heart into it, which can just get to a very tough place anytime you get feedback, but creativity is really kind of sharing something in a new way. And so, 
you know, I think of someone working at Starbucks. Um, one of my team members used to work at Starbucks. And so I've heard many tales of it. And um, I know there's a lot of things you like, you have to do the Starbucks way. But the reality is, is like you as an individual bring your own creative way of doing that. So whether that is you bringing creativity in the way that you, you know, communicate with someone over the cash register and the way that you, you know, take initiative and, you know, step out and go above and beyond or find, you know, a way to like really address an issue that no one's been addressing. I think, you know, we tend to get to this place where we see it as like, ah, I have these very tight bounds on my job. But there's really so much space for innovation and creativity if you just look for it and you look for ways to really bring and better the space you're in right now. Yeah, and I could see where, like, if if you're wanting to be somebody that, um, you know, discovers some sort of new combination of milk and coffee that creates a whole new <laughs> beverage for the customer, <laughs> like, you probably need to work for, like, a mom and pop, you know, coffee shop that's going to allow you that kind of just, yeah, have at it. Come up with something new for the menu. That'd be fun. Um, But if you're working for Starbucks, your kind, your, your creativity is going to be different. It's going to be in, Hey, Mm -hmm. here's a, yeah, like you said, like a problem that hasn't been addressed yet. Here's this traffic flow issue in the store, or here's, you know, this way that we relate with the supervisors and the, and the team members underneath them and so forth. And I think that that leads to really good, you know, point in the conversation where we, we tend to think of, of productivity or excuse me, creativity more in relationship to productivity, where um, in in American uh, kind of, in the American economy, it seems like uh, employers are trying to just get the most they can out of employees. And so the job description kind of confines that and you're just, you have to bust out your work. Um, and it seems like maybe the total amount of time that people spend on on developing their creative gifts and uh, and that sort of thing is very limited, um, almost by just the nature of the the system. I guess I'm not you know I don't know. Um, so how could somebody if if they feel like hey I don't feel very creative or I don't know what I'm creative in like where are my strengths? What would you suggest as like a starting point? Um, wh- what what could they start to do today? that would set them up for years in the future where they're actually flourishing with some sort of creativity? Yeah. Um, I think creativity at some level, it's that thing you can't stop doing. And so, you know, for me as a kid, I, I think my mom would have always considered me like a creative kid, but it didn't really come out in like an artistic design sense beyond the fact that I would not stop drawing these like weird little sketches in my math books. And I would spend hours doing that instead of my math. And obviously that's why I'm not great at math today. Um, (laughs) That makes sense. It makes sense. I was spending too much time doing other things, but that's, that's the way you kind of have to think of creativity is it's kind of that thing that just kind of, it kind of happens like, and you know, there's this great book, um, grit, the name of the author. Oh my goodness. Yes. Angela Duckworth. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. Thank you. Um, and I love the concept she has in there. And that's what I would say, like, so I'm, I'm 32. So I'm speaking to you all. If you're listening as younger siblings at some level, like I wish I'd read that book earlier in my like career, because the thing that I love about that book is it really talks about like at some level finding creativity, but finding that thing that really brings you joy that you just can't stop doing. And we tend to think of it as like a magical thing of like, oh, it's being a photographer or it's doing this for me it's helping people grow. So if I find a job where I'm helping people grow, whether that is maybe teaching or I am, 
you know, working as a brand strategist like I do now, or I'm working as a church communications director, or I am training and mentoring young people. Like, even if I am, you know, working as a, probably like a sales rep and I'm helping people grow by offering them great products. Like there's so many things you can do with that. And that's kind of how I think about creativity now. So I'd say like, take some time, start jotting down notes, like keep a note on your phone or like post notes if you're like me and just write down things that you're like, I really just kind of enjoy doing this thing. Or when I do this thing, I just kind of feel this little bit of a sense of like, yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, Quinn mentioned during my time at Team Pack, there were a couple, um, of my beloved friends who we kind of, I kind of saw some creative, creative potential in. Um, and it wasn't the fact that they were necessarily doing something creative in their job. Like they had pretty ordinary team pack jobs, um, where they are, you know, packing boxes or answering emails. And those, you might have a job like that right now where you're like, I'm literally just spending all day answering email, or I'm literally just spending all day doing something that's like, feels very, very boring. But there was a sense where they would start to do something creative. So, you know, they would see something in people or they have this ability to connect or they would just bring this little extra creative flair when they would do something. And you could just see it in them, this like excitement that came out. And it was like, oh, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And so even I would say like, you know, do self-reflection, but also ask the people around you who really know you, like, what do you think I get most excited about? What am I enjoying most in life? Like, what do I seem to like, you know, really find like the most excitement in when I'm talking about it. You know, it's that sense where you start to talk about it and your voice gets faster and you get really pumped. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like that's, that's probably where your creativity lies. And I would say like, explore that, but don't turn it into this big thing of like tomorrow I need to go out and buy all this equipment or I need to tomorrow go out and quit my new job. Like just kind of start trying things. You know, my brother is a um, creative who works on my team. He's a writer and his big thing is like, be okay wasting time. You know, I think we tend to have this idea that like, I don't, I shouldn't do it unless there's like a project or a process. And I think it is okay at some level to say like, hey, I'm going to do something really ordinary during the day. And I'm going to kind of start exploring this over here. And then maybe I bring it into my day job, or maybe I, you know, have a little bit of like a side project where I'm volunteering at church and getting to live out my creativity over here, or I'm serving at this nonprofit and getting to do it over here. And honestly, like, I, I cannot underestimate the value, understate the value yeah. <laughs> of really getting in and volunteering or serving. I think we tend to kind of jump in and we want to like have the dream job or do something like so much of what I learned was from serving like at churches or working at a nonprofit or volunteering for a nonprofit. Like you have an incredible opportunity to say like, Hey, I kind of want to try this and probably they're going to say like, please do come in when right. can you start. Yep. Well, <laughs> I think so, about even my experience with teen pact, like whether that yeah. was <clears throat> as a 17 year old or as a 30 year old, there's this wide range of opportunities that I've had at teen pact or at my local church to teach or to lead small group discussions or to, um, to lead worship or, different things like that. And now that's led to further development where I'm taking preaching classes or I am um, writing up uh, questions for small groups in a totally different context that I'm not even going to be in, or I'm writing a devotional for teen packed students at a class or whatever. And, and so I can see where even just the volunteerism helped kind of birth that or discover that, I guess. And, yeah. and that, I think it's really good that you point out that like, this is not a 
uh, it's not necessarily like a limited commodity thing that's only given to certain people. Like, you know, all of the artists have the creativity. It's like, no, we all have the capacity, but there's some, some level of responsibility to cultivate it. And so I think that the, the points you make about, you know, having time of self-reflection, uh, asking others, what am I good at? What do I love? You know, what do you see me talking about all the time? I, I could think about, um, just a, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about, um, I had this email exchange with somebody about, hey, you know, here's this spreadsheet. Could you look at these upcoming things on the calendar? And it was, um, it was, it was just set up in a way that didn't make sense for my brain. And so I created a second tab and in three minutes kind of branded and reorganized the entire spreadsheet. But it, but it was something that I love to do. I, I love to organize things and take somebody else's idea and give it some structure and give it you know, some flow and then hopefully some momentum for, you know, some wind in their sails, if you will. Um, but gosh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have said that that was creative work. But today I'm like, right. no, 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 that's something that the other people on that project didn't, not only didn't have really like necessarily like developed skills to do, but they would not have found it interesting or fun or, or they wouldn't have been very efficient at it. And here I was just, I mean, it was like, ah, man, I, I could, go home for the rest of the day and just just on that one little project be so pleased that I was able to help in this way and so I love what you're describing because I think young people who don't have that kind of confidence coming out of the gate um, they they need somebody who can come alongside them and say hey you you have more creativity than you think and I, and I want to I want to talk about something that you you addressed um, related to Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, um, because because that kind of goes parallel with Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000-hour rule, where I think we, we think that we have to be this phenomenal photographer or phenomenal podcaster to get one of those things going. But what those respective people would say is, no, start little, start with the equipment you have, start, start writing, start editing, start um, creating. And over time you can build up these other things. And yeah, over time you can become an expert at it if that's the thing that you want to pursue, but it's going to take a whole long time to go from where you are today to where the expert photographer is five, 10 years from now. So in your view, when you were able to discover maybe for yourself or in a few friends that you've been able to mentor along the way, um, what is it that kind of gives them that, aha, I can actually pursue this? Because some people get stuck in, you know, I, I just want to be stable. I just want to have this particular job. I, I know I won't love all of it. I won't, I might, might not even love most of it, but, but this is what I've kind of signed up for. So how do you almost give yourself the grace to like, yes, you can pursue this other thing that maybe God uniquely gifted you to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love that question. And honestly, like I, you know, so kind of where I'm at now, you know, I have a brand agency, I have a team that works with me, we get to do really cool work. I was telling Quinn, we have a project right now for compassion that's going around the world. Like, it's easy to, I think, look at that and look at other people we see and go like, wow, like they just like went out of the gate and they like are like a doing it. I think the part that's hard to see is the fact like the eight jobs that I've worked and the, you know, eight plus bosses and the 200 clients who I've gotten feedback from and the like hours and hours and hours of really unglamorous, like making social media graphics and formatting text and, you know, writing content, all those things that seem really ordinary at the time have all led to this place where I get to have those conversations about creative vision. And so 
it's kind of a twofold, I would say is like, don't, don't miss the value of kind of learning slowly. I think we, we live in a culture that wants things fast. We want success overnight and there's so much value in learning slowly and like having years of like just working and honing and trying new things and, and failing. Like I have made a bucket of mistakes, so many mistakes. And all of those things have all led me to that, this place that I am today. And even I would say like, you know, don't under undersell the value of having all those people speak into your lives. One of probably my most significant moments as a creative happened when I got my first brand agency job. Um, I was in my mid twenties. I got this job at this creative agency. They work with, um, they're amazing. They're an indie. They work with churches mostly. Um, and they kind of have a real niche market. Got my first job there. I was so excited. It was like the first brand that I had like built for an agency and went and visited this church in St. Louis. We come back, we put together their logo concepts. I was so ridiculously proud of myself. Hop in this meeting with the client, show these concepts. We get to the end of the presentation and the lead pastor says, wow, this looks like clip art. Did you even try? And it was that moment. Oh my where goodness. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my word, I didn't even know someone would say that. That's to not me. wind in your sails. That's like tearing <laughs> the sails down. Oh my I gosh. Know. It was it was definitely a moment. And you know, the team that I was with, other people in the meeting, they definitely recovered it and they like, you know, it ended. I was definitely like kind of shell-shocked after that. But I'll never forget what my boss said to me in that moment. He said, regardless of what a client says, I know you do great creative work and I believe in your creative abilities. And I think that's the thing that I would say to all of you is like, recognize the fact that you as a creative are going to have people tell you all the time. Like it just comes with the territory of being creative, that your ideas aren't great. The possibilities aren't great. And sometimes like a lot of times they're probably right. Like you're, you could do better work or you could, you know, come up with a better idea, like accept that. And that's one of those things where I would say like, really at the end of the day, if you guys hear one thing from me. It's that don't make your creativity your identity. I think that it's really easy for us to do that. And this is something I have wrestled with for years is that so many people, when they see or hear Anna Montgomery, the thing that follows is, oh, she's super creative or she does this creative thing. Even though that may be true, like the struggles it creates is that I get my identity and my creativity tied up. So when someone says, oh, that looks like clip art. That's terrible. Did you even try? Or someone says like, I hate this, or don't you have any better ideas? Or why did you come up with this? Like <laughs> heard it all. When they say that, if, if it's just my identity, if my creativity is just so tied up in that, then all I hear is like, wow, Anna, you suck. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you can separate that, your creativity has to be for someone else. It has to be for God's glory. It has to be for other people. So that when you get that feedback and you get those failures and you have those moments, you can say like, yep, I have fallen and I'm going to get back up. And you can say like, Hey, like, I'm just going to be a persistent person who says, yep, I'm going to hear that feedback. I'm going to take it. And I'm going to grow because when I look back on my career, it is all of those moments. It's those hard moments. And it's all the positive moments where like my boss would come alongside me or a peer would come alongside me and say, Hey, stick it out. It's going to be worth it. And it really has been. And that's like one of those things where I'd say, like, just be persistent in your creativity, stick with it, be resilient, recognize the fact that just because someone says like, hey, like, don't do it that way, or it's not good enough. It doesn't mean you should quit. It just means you should press in a little bit more and keep working on that skill. Yeah, it seems like there's a there's a whole idea that in your creativity, um, if, it, if it's genuinely like the area that you're 
you're gifted in and you love to do and you can't help but do it, then the more time that you spend on it, you're, you're going to go from, I think, being like a creative to being a craftsman. Like you're going to be somebody who's, who's actually really good at it and actually can bring others along. That's what I've seen in yeah. you, Anna, is um, as you've pursued those things and had all those unglamorous hours that you're describing where you've been working on this thing, like then I see in, in, in my friendship with you and your time in Teen Pact where you've, you've looked to the person behind you and maybe they're in motion and you just want to help them move along. Uh, or maybe they're not in motion or they're moving the wrong direction. And you're like, wait, 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 time out. Like I see something in you, there's potential here. And so I think an encouragement to, to young people today is even if you don't know what you don't know, you don't even know where to start with this. Um, start, start by the things that Anna's describing here. Like start by like writing down, like in your work or in your volunteer work, like what do you most enjoy? Like write down the top three to five things and then maybe write down the three to five things that you don't enjoy the most. And, and, you know, and then take that a step further and talk to somebody who's in leadership over you. And, and that can be a little intimidating. Maybe there's some context where you're not going to do that. If you're, if you're in the military, you might not go to your officer and be like, so, Hey, don't really love doing drills. Like, can we switch that up a little bit? Um, but there's going to be opportunities, like Anna's saying, where like even on the side, like it, your your day job might be one thing, but you want you kind of you start to capture this vision of like, wait, like I could end up being doing something completely different. I could start doing that in the nights. I could start doing that in volunteer work. I could start, I don't know, taking even college courses, whether that's ministry related or whether it's a particular um, kind of industry that you're interested in. Like there's ways to improve in those things. And I think in future podcast episodes, we'll probably explore that a little bit more and in terms of the the relationship with work. But as it relates to creativity, uh, and I really appreciate that you're kind of landing on this idea of be careful not to let this be just totally intertwined with your identity because your identity is ultimately not there, right? Like it's not in that work. It's not in people's opinions of you. Like we work to please the Lord. And so um, I just really appreciate you coming on and kind of talking about creativity because it's something that I feel like for many years I was personally lacking in or lacking perspective in. And now over, over you know, kind of a 10-year journey of being aware of this, I'm seeing where uh, education and mentoring and uh, even just personal writing and, and personal experience with a bunch of different types of projects has been pointing me in a direction that I didn't even realize where I was headed. But now I feel like I'm flourishing because of all that work that was done, the unglamorous hours. And so as we kind of close up, um, do you have any final kind of encouragements for folks or, or kind of final points about um, how people can explore their own creativity as a leader. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say just like lean into it, honestly, like accept the fact that like, it's going to be hard work probably to figure out what you want to do, but it is so worth it because once you find that thing that you're like, I really like thrive in this, it makes all the difference. And, you know, I think, you know, kind of going just quick rabbit trail. Cause I'm really, really great. Absolutely. At <laughs> I think of like my team right now, and I have so many people on my team who would not consider themselves creative. And yet I see in my own life, all of these weaknesses and spaces where I like need help. I'm a terrible administrator. And so it, it excites me so much when one of my team members emails me and says, Hey, I have a great idea to make the spreadsheet better. 
or, Hey, I'm really like, I'm kind of passionate about doing this task because not only I don't have to do that task, (laughs) but it also excites me because they're using their creativity. And so that's one of those things where I'd say, like, think about your creativity as more than just even an act. Think about it. Like, Hey, I, I really love organizing or, Hey, I really love, you know, solving this kind of problem. Or I really love, like, it's not just, I love painting. It's the fact of like, I love doing this thing. And regardless of what I'm doing, if I'm doing this thing, I'm probably going to feel really happy inside. And so I would just say like, stick with it. I wish I could know all of you and just call it out on all of you because that gets me super hype. Um, but since I don't, and you can't all move to Indiana to be my friends, <laughs> uh, just know, like lean into it, ask those people around you what, what they have and ask them what they see in you. And I think you're going to really find good stuff um, happening in your life. Yeah. Final plug for me would be um, follow Anna and her company on social media because Anna's going to be creating more companies in the years ahead. I just know it. And that kind of coaching service is out there and it will be coming for you. So (laughs) stay connected to Anna guys. All right. Thanks so much for joining me, Anna. (laughs) All right. See ya. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Team Packed Podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teampack.com, or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.